Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm Yola Gazzo, and as always, I'm joined by Joseph Constantino and McKay Westbrook. Yo. Uh, first off, uh, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to our intro pod. Uh, like we said, we're excited for this project and this podcast, and we hope that you join us every uh, week. Um, we just saw the uh, Nets uh, Lakers game. The Lakers played the Nets uh, tonight, uh, so that was good. Um, so, so our our first segment, we we actually, you know, it, it plays in really well. Our first segment, we want to quickly review the season as it is so far, and then open it up to discussions. Uh, we probably won't uh, capture everything, but we're going to try and do our best. So I'll start us off and try to provide some sort of uh, background on how we are we're doing right now. Uh, we are thirty six and nine right now. So uh, just beat the Nets, so we're 36-9. Yep. Top of the Western Conference, and we're a few games above the next uh, team down. Uh, and I think it's the, the Clippers or, or the Nuggets, right? Um, and the best uh, road wins, too. The best road Yeah. Wins. That's a pretty good stat. Right, right. That's pretty good. I mean, I mean, overall, we have the second best record in the league, uh, and we're uh, fourth in the league in offense and fifth in defense. Uh, last time we uh, accumulated that sort of record, we won a championship uh, back in 2009 as Kobe and Powell. So I mean, we're mm. this is uh, this is good. This is good I'm for us. The sound of that. <laughs> uh, you know, so I'll kind of uh, go through what's happened so far. You know, in the off season, we had that big AD trade. Uh, ultimately, ultimately ended up as a uh, three-team trade. Uh, Zoe, B.I., Hart, and a bunch of picks we sent to the Pelicans, uh, and we got AD back. Uh, we also sent Mo Wagner, Jemaria Jones, and Isaac Bonga from last year to Washington for, for like nothing. I don't, I don't know what we got from there except for maybe cap space. Wait, that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was part of a, a, three, a three-team trade. Uh, then we had that, you know, we kind of waited for Kawhi's decision. We know how that played out. Uh, then we sort of we signed a, a bunch of solid role players, some we're familiar with, like Caruso, KCP, Rondo. We signed Boogie, and then you know he got injured in the offseason. Then we signed Dwight. Um, we, we we put a lot of shooters around LeBron. Um, we then you know we we even signed a two way player. Uh, you guys know who this is? Costas uh, Antetokounmpo. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a good, who we know it's a good, is it's a good name, but uh, yeah, G- Giannis's brother, you know, <laughs> but you, you know what the Lakers are doing there, right? Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, <that is>. clout. <laughs> Attention, no, man. <laughs> two years, two years. We'll see what happens. No, but uh, actually, Costas has actually been killing it in the G League. Uh, if you if you guys see his games, um, uh, from like the beginning of the season to the end of November, we tallied a 17 to two record. Uh, at December, we knew we were going against some top tier top tier teams, and we end up uh, still having a winning record, nine to five. And in January, so far with the Nets win tonight, we're 11 and two. So, you know, we're doing really good. But uh, I wanted to uh, launch it off to you guys and throw it to you guys. What are your thoughts of the season so far and how it's played out? Uh, I mean, at least for me, it's definitely been uh, a pretty big surprise as as far as how well they've been doing. I expected them to do well with the addition of Anthony Davis, and I liked all of our acquisitions, but um, I guess I wasn't as big of a believer as as a lot of other people just – 
we've been kind of burned in the last few seasons thinking that we were going to be better than we were. And, um, I, I guess I just came, came at it with what I thought was a realistic view, but I guess it was a little pessimistic. And, um, I, I thought that we'd be good, but I didn't think that we'd be number one in the West. Good. I, I thought that we'd be sitting back maybe at, at third or fourth place. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I, I think that's a reasonable concern, right? Because yeah, sometimes you put two stars together and things just don't work out. Um, and even just with LeBron coming in when Lonzo was still with us and uh, um, that trade with New Orleans, when all of that happened and then we got AD, I, I felt a little bit more positive. Um, earlier on in the season, um, I was positive, but as, as the season went on, I started feeling a bit more like, I don't know, uh, I can see some meshing in there, but there's just some players to me that aren't doing as much as I thought they would. I think there's, like, for example, sure. a lot of hype behind Danny Green, which I think he's great. Percentage, he's, he's all right. Um, but I, I don't think we're getting our money's worth there. Same with R- Rondo. Um, there's other players that I've been really impressed with, like Dwight McGee. Um, and Surprisingly, just, right? Dwight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that Dwight's, we're getting him for how much we're paying him for it with this performance, that's, that's amazing to me. Um, and so there, there's some highlights, but I'm, I'm still a bit worried as, I mean, I think we are playoff ready, but I, I, I don't know. There's, when, when I see uh, losses like against the Celtics, <laughs> Um, I, 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 that's, that's when I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, they, they're having a good season, but are, are they actually a championship team? Right. No, I, I understand that, that concern, but, uh, uh, go, going back to, to that trade with, with AD, I just, you know, I remember when that happened and all the names that popped up, you know, Zoe, B.I. Hart, you know, our young core there. Uh, you know, a little of me died, but then, you know, watching, uh, going back to, to the AD highlights, uh, Anthony Davis highlights uh, in, in the Pel- when he was in the Pelicans. I mean, he's just a beast. And now, we, I mean, as, as we've seen in this the season so far, he's been a beast. Yeah. I mean, he had that 40-20 game earlier on the season. He scored uh, 49 points the other day uh before his injury uh so i mean uh, um oh no that sorry it wasn't 40 it, it was 50 it was a 50 point game right um then he had that that eight block game so i mean this yeah. was a, a good acquisition uh, uh kind of sad but the, the the young guys have are gone uh bi's been killing it though you know yeah he had a, <laughs> yeah but i mean it it, it was a, a necessary thing to do yeah you know anthony davis is a generational talent and it was necessary to you know sell the whole farm in order to get him um right right and and even though we had some talent there you know we weren't going to get him for nothing that's that's kind of um what i've been seeing about or with a lot of these uh i guess trade scenarios too with um with, with some of our players before the upcoming uh, deadline is mm-hmm. we think that there's a possibility to land uh, people like Devin Booker or Zach Levine for, <laughs> for Kyle Kuzma. Well, I agree that Kyle Kuzma's great talent, but uh, he hasn't shown the consistency this year that he's needed to, to even come close to, to getting anything like that. And, and on top of that, those two players are um, – they're both franchise players for, for each of their teams. And yep. at, at least at this point, I don't see any reason why they would they would want to dump them yeah. for nothing. For, yeah, exactly. Or for and, a, a role player, you know? Yeah. And and I'm, I'm on the same boat with, with you there because um, I – I think Kuzma's getting way too much hype just because of his name. And he was like with the, with the people that we traded with the players that we traded to, to the Pelicans, he was the one that was left here, you know, that obviously the Lakers felt that fitted more and that would flow more with the, 
the core of the team and he's, he's part of that core as they they'd probably like to point that out um maybe that's that's our own big three with ad lebron and kyle or kuzma but to me i'm i'm like anti kuzma that's that i've, I've kind of pointed out the I feel like is our weaknesses is, is Kuzma and, and Rondo where I feel like we can be doing so much better. And, but, but I agree, we, we have like no room and no budget to get someone like Devin Booker or Zach Levine, which I think Zach would, would be, can, can you imagine having that sort of presence in a, Oh no, a it would like be incredible. That, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, look, look, I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this in a, in a third segment when we talk about trade work trade talks yeah but, don't get uh, too excited mckay kuzma man <laughs> i mean uh, he he has a potential he's right now you know he's trying to play he's trying to find his role in a winning basketball team he's never really played in a winning basketball team yeah he's a loser where there's 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 a championship in, on the line uh so you, i mean you're gonna find some inconsistency inconsistencies in his game uh, especially because you have braun and ad taking yeah. up much most of the touches of the in the game and then you of course you have rondo as well taking up the the um touches but byron scott actually um talked about this i mean he said that this is sort of what happens when you're the third best player uh, happened it with kevin love you know uh, to say, K- kevin you're love, inconsistent yeah. because you don't have enough ball time um but you know we'll, we'll go back to kuzma but, but i i mean i want to go back to to you know how how well palinka sort of you know did a really good job uh um we know, of course, that Braun and AD had had uh, were involved in a process, but they had a good did a, you know, they did a good job filling out the roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, Boogie was a great uh, uh, addition to to the team. He got injured, and then we signed Dwight. Uh, I mean, when when we signed Dwight, what were you guys' reactions there? Uh, I mean. Uh, obviously like most laker fans it was uh don't don't come near us you had your chance but <laughs> yeah wtf um, kind of thing yeah like get, get out of here <laughs> no that, i mean the it was similar to my feelings on um some other players coming to the lakers at at first you know that's how i felt about lebron coming over to the lakers i've started warm up to him that's how i felt um about rondo i've i've actually liked what i've seen from um from him for the most part uh so at the beginning i i didn't like i i knew in my heart of hearts that he was a great transition as far as as basketball goes and and fulfilling that spot i i knew he was the right choice but i you know it's just kind of hurt feelings for for uh bouncing on our team and i i feel like that was kind of the 2013 yeah that was the destruction of the lakers for the next you know seven years uh we had an incredible team that was the best in the league on paper and then he decided to dip out um and couldn't hash it you know yeah and so it was it was just some of that but i Absolutely agree. He was the best fit. He was the best choice, and he's panned out. Yeah, yeah. And and to me as well, I I completely agree. Because when I, I started seeing what uh, Palinka is trying to do, and and with what AD said that he wants to be like one of the best defensive players, right? Um, and so building around that idea, when you have McGee and Howard just in the paint, protecting the paint, and then you have the addition of big bodies like. LeBron and AD I think that's to me that's that's how they're meshing so well they all have that same idea they want to they want to stop the ball and when you have someone like Howard that wants to redeem himself that wants to show like he's worth it for us to be a Laker to wear that jersey and he he wants he he doesn't care about the pay and he just wants to play the game it it definitely shows a different side of him and he's been a lot more humble and I love seeing yeah. him hit threes, dude. Him hitting threes is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, where did this come from? All right, I, I'll take I it as it. long as you don't do it too often. <laughs> I love it. I, I love how he's he sort of um, when he got signed by the Lakers. I remember uh, he had uh, he he had deleted pretty much everything on his Instagram page, and uh, his first picture, I believe, was 
uh, something about redemption. You know, this is going to be his redemption season. And he's, you know, he's done it. He's been humble. He's yeah. like what uh, Coach Vogel uh, has said. And we haven't even talked about Coach Vogel, the hiring of Coach Vogel. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy's legit uh, as a coach can be. But uh, Dwight Howard, I mean, like what he said, what Coach Vogel said, he's he's been a star in his role in, in what, uh, yeah. uh, you know, what he, he brings to, to, to this Lakers team. I mean, tonight he started against the Nets. He ended up with a double-double. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty sweet right there. Um, and uh, we can't, uh, I can't fail, fail to mention that uh, Dwight Howard has accepted and has committed to, to be in the dunk contest uh, during the All-Star. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's going to be rad. That's going to be rad. And did you guys hear that uh, he asked Kobe uh, to see if uh, uh, Kobe could be there and, and do a, a stunt with him, do a uh, <laughs> no some way. sort of dunk? with with kobe can you imagine that I, oh my gosh that would <laughs> that'd be hey, awesome he, he's doing everything he can to to get right in in the eyes of the lakers fans and especially kobe yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah man yeah no I, yeah I so i mean great. yeah uh so Let's talk a little bit about the the most recent games. Uh, there's uh, it's like five games that we've uh, since our last pod, our, our intro pod uh, came out. We uh, last lost to Orlando, uh, one nineteen to one eighteen. We won in Houston against the Rockets, one twenty four one fifteen. We lost to the Celtics embarrassingly, one hundred seven to one thirty nine. We won the net. We won against the Knicks. 100 to 92 and then tonight we won against the uh, the nets 128 113 so i mean from you got your perspective perspective what do you make of these recent games i i mean overall um i feel like the lakers ha- have been able to get a good feel of of what they need to do in order to to beat the teams that they go up against um right i don't think right losses like what we had against the Celtics are going to happen too often. You know, sometimes there's just going to be those games where, um, where you just have major hiccups and things aren't, aren't going the way they need to be. And I mean, same thing with, you know, the Celtics ability to, to get in there and score and they've got um, a great team right now. So sometimes you're going to have an off night, uh, and the the other team's just going to have a great night. I I don't think it's uh, it's going to happen too much often. If if any time, <laughs> if, if any more times this season where we get blown out like that. But right. I mean, you look at I, I mean, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. The Knicks wasn't really a high caliber win, um, but the the Rockets are are pretty good, and we were able right. to to deal with them. Um, the yeah. Orlando game too. I, I felt like we just, you usually were, were great finishers, but um, you know, sometimes your shots at the end just aren't falling. The plays you're, you're trying to run aren't, aren't going right. You're rushing things a little bit because you feel that urgency to try and put yourself over the edge. And, and sometimes you just tighten up. Yeah. Right, but I yeah. I think tonight's game was was a great indication of what we're capable of. Um, we right. shot amazingly. We had some great defensive plays, even and you can tell um, that the teams bought in. You know, uh, Rajon Rondo was making incredible defensive plays. Um, he, you know, Jared Dudley even is is going out there and he's, he's putting in all his effort and, and the, the team is bought in and yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> that might be his moment of the year or uh, career. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, he, he's like, he's like the, the out of shape guy in, in the gym that <laughs> just ball, but 
<laughs> it's funny. He doesn't, he looks like he should be on, on the coaching staff. Uh, no, but every, everybody's bought in. Everybody understands their role. They're, they're willing to, to play it. And when, when things are going correctly, you know, you can see that every one of the pieces that we have can contribute. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and my criticism is that, um, just, I, I, I guess I can't really Im- imagine the Celtics loss happening ever again, but going back to the whole energy thing that we talked about in, in past discussions that like, like, like Kuzma said that there was just a, a weird energy that from the beginning that didn't feel right. And so when you, when you think about, um, moments that those like where, where you feel like there's something weird about the team, like we got to do something to pick it up. Um, that's my thing. Like, why, why don't you pick yourself up? Why don't you do something about it and say something about it? And because the other loss that we had, like we, we were talking about Orlando, that was a one point loss, right? Like, okay, anyone could have won that game. The Celtics, like, right. That, that's 32 points. <laughs> and then Kuzma's going to say something about, ah, it just felt like we didn't have the energy. I'm like, oh, okay, well, kind of the whole buying in thing from the beginning, did you want to win or you're just going to stick to this whole excuse throughout the whole game. And so that, right. that's when no, I'm just I, like, like, are we a championship mentality kind of team? Right. Or does it vary every game? Are right. we going to keep switching emotion every game? So. Well, no, I, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying, but uh, we got to, we, we got to remember that this is an 82 game season. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we're in the, on the road. We were on the road for since uh, last week. And um, I, just, I just think that uh, some of the players are mentally fatigued. You know, they're, they're <laughs> Orlando loss. Like the, uh, there just wasn't energy there. That was a we pretty tried big to dig it out, too. right? We tried to dig it out of the ground, but ju- just couldn't do it. Uh, LeBron was okay, but, you know, we saw some pretty good effort from the our role players, our three pointers, uh, mm-hmm. makers that cook and Daniels, they were on fire that game uh, rockets game. We did a little bit better. We came back on the third defensively. That was good. Celtics. I mean, that was, that was pretty embarrassing there. I don't want that. I don't, I would kind of just want to forget that, mm-hmm. uh, 80, but AD was trying to get back. You know, that was his first game back from, from injury. Uh, he had nine points only, but we, so we can't really re- overreact too much there, but, uh, I, still don't want to lose to to our rivals like that uh, that was um, going to be my next point like that's that's a pretty big light rivalry from since nba you know since the time everything started so losing yeah. that much right i i right i i i agree i i don't like to lose to the celtics like that um it was a good win in the nick uh, versus the knicks um, I, I did want to point out that uh, towards the end, I think it was the fourth quarter, KCP, Danny Green, LeBron, Kuz, and AD were out there on the floor, and that group killed. That was a, like that. That was pretty much. I, I, I think that for me, I hope that uh, this is go, going to be sort of a, their closing lineup uh, going into the the, play, the, the playoffs. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, you have all of the everyone there can shoot and LeBron, you know, with his passing ability, it's just impossible. If he drives down the lane, you have four, four, four players that are, have the opportunity to be open uh, and, and shoot that three or, or whatever. But uh, the game tonight, of course, LeBron had that triple double 27 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, uh, Kuz has 16 points overall the whole game. We had 19 three points made. Um, the first and second quarter, we kind of let Brooklyn shoot the three like crazy and we didn't defend it. And I think that was because, uh, coach Vogel wanted Dwight Howard to stay in the paint, uh, just in case there's someone driving in. Uh, but so, I mean, you, you saw Dwight Howard trying to, to get back to the three, but he, you know, the Brooklyn players already shot the three and, and has made it. But uh, uh, I mean, overall, I think that we're in a good shape, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as a team, we're 36 and nine. Um, and 
we're, we're in good shape. But uh, we, I, I want to take a little break and come back, continue our conversation to talk more specifically about uh, some of the favorite moments. We'll shout out to our some of our followers on Instagram, some of their favorite yeah. moments. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Before the break, we did a quick re- uh, review of the season as it is so far. Um, and in this segment, we kind of want to talk uh, about some of our favorite moments of the season and um, give a shout out to some of our followers on Instagram. Uh, they We got a ton of uh, responses back. And uh, I mean, we can only highlight a few here. So um, I'll go ahead and, and read them off. We could, uh, we're open to, to uh, react to them. So uh, Justine, right? Justine, Justine underscore Ocampo 10 uh, said, my favorite moment so far, aside from LBJ and AD's highlights, is the stepping up of the three-point shooters off the bench. Uh, Troy Daniels, Quinn Cook, and KCP. These three-point kings, capitalized, are the superpowers needed in the playoffs. It will rain threes in the finals, reminding me of Steph and Clay's triple threes advantage versus their opponents come lemon time. Sure ball three-point shots make the difference. What do you guys thought, think, uh, <laughs> think about yeah, that? Yeah, well, that that's one thing I've been especially um, surprised by is KCP. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've had my doubts about his consistency, but – for the most part, he's made it rain. Yep. And uh, Troy Daniels and, and yeah, Clint man. Cook haven't haven't gotten a ton of playing time, but whenever they do, like they they make sure they come in and make an impact and and they score. McKay said what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> You're right. No, you man. Have no other opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt. That, to your point, McKay. I mean, he's been. Uh, including today's game he's shot 41.8 percent from three wait who casey uh, no actually no this is 41.8 percent since the knicks game i don't know what it is today i know he shot a few today but 41.8 percent uh three pointers uh, yeah. uh percentage is is pretty good this is a career high for for um kcp actually um kcp acknowledged the other day how bad he really uh that you know his bad play really impacted him in the beginning of the season but his teammates really kept him alive kept encouraging him you know and that really helped him believe in himself uh and like he's probably right now one of the better probably the best three-point shooter we have uh, that's performed so far for the Lakers, right? In a roster even better than Danny Green. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, I like KCP. I think he did live, or sorry, he did get a lot of criticism in the beginning of the season. And he deserved that criticism, right? I think we we had a lot of like belief in him. So the fact that he's picking it up and like getting comments like this. So I appreciate Justine for pointing that out because I think KCP definitely deserves a little bit more credit as right. well as Daniels and Cook. Oh, uh, I mean. Right, right. All right, well, well, let's move on. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so uh, let's move on. So, Sabet, Sabeti. Right, Sabity. I think that's how Sabity Sabity nineteen. Sorry if you're torturing this and you're listening. Uh, my favorite <laughs> moments, uh, my favorite moments of the season, are when the Lakers fans said Taco Tuesday, uh, Kuzma's outfits, and eighty messing around during uh, for El, uh, for LeBron's birthday at the gym. I don't know if you guys saw that. that and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> did you guys know that LeBron tried to copyright Taco Tuesday? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> TM it. I don't know what he tried to do. Yeah, I think the I think he got shot da- shot down. <laughs> it was a hard no. No, yeah. Um, um, dude, Kuzma's. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> about the way Kuzma's looking right now. I I think he's. Uh, <laughs> somebody touched on it a little bit. I I think his mind might be a little bit too much in in uh, 
I don't know, like getting the recognition from the media and all, which I mean, it, it makes sense because he's young and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, to me, it, trying to get that I don't know, contract, right? <laughs> well, just kind of like a a distraction. I don't know. It makes me think of like Russell Westbrook and Katie when they were on the Thunder and and like the <laughs> weird outfits that they would always wear and stuff. And oh, he's still wearing that. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a phase, mom. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's entertaining, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right. So Wyatt Bats um, said that his favorite game was when Kuz went off against OKC for thirty-six points. Uh, he went off of fifteen to twenty-four field goals, uh, four of six three points made, seven rebounds, and he ended up having a plus twenty net rating. So, um, I mean, it was a good game, right? From Kuz, he started that game. It it was a great game. I I mean, that's what happens though when when you got to step up when both LBJ and AD are out of the game. Um, I think that was good because it shows that he can step up if he's really needed. Right. Um, which further makes me think, you know, the like what you said earlier is that Kuzma's just been struggling because he's the third best person on the team and. I think everybody's had to kind of adopt these roles where they don't quite get the chance to shine as much as, as they would. And, and we've, we've really got a lot of depth on our team. Um, and any of those guys can go off, you know, there have been several games where, where Danny green has scored 20 plus Rondo's put in 20 plus KCP's put in 20 plus. So uh, Dwight Howard. So we, we've got all kinds of, Right, people who can who can score the basket. It's just it's so our team's so saturated with that, and so saturated yeah. with talent that sometimes the bigger stars outshine the rest. Yeah, it's it's hard to find your place, and I completely agree. So I I'm glad he had at least if that's going to be his like only game where he scores that much. At least he had that, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Um, all right, so uh, Trey, the Trey Griffith says. Uh, the Danny, the Danny Green dunk against Atlanta was his favorite. That was when LeBron oh my shot gosh, it yeah. from yeah. deep after the ball was tossed around from Green to KCP. It's kind of like a fumble. Uh, Bron uh, misses, and then out of nowhere, Green catches it with one hand and dunks it. Uh, Kobe was in that was in the building yep. at the time. Everyone was hyped. Was hyped, and Hawks called timeout. <laughs> what are you guys reacting yeah. to that? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I didn't even think that Granny, Danny Green still had those those kinds of hops. I was about to say, I, yeah, yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think they uh, they drug tested him the next day. Yep, as I remember right now, yeah, they did. They drug tested him the next day because they're like, eh, you're jumping a little bit too high. <laughs> he got going he, on. Yeah, he pulled an Alex Caruso, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was incredible. Awesome. That was awesome. This is a rare opportunity to see Danny Green dunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Boz underscore Enchetta thirty four said uh, Dwight the Dwight Howard slams are his uh, favorite. Um, they're they're pretty monster, man. They're like so intimidating. Like you don't want to be under that. It's also because whenever he does that two handed dunk, and he's got you know he hangs on to it a little bit, and then he does that. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> how, how did that go, yo? He does the, he does the roar. I don't know how that's <laughs> captured in the mic, but... <laughs> Perfectly. Whatever. Yes. Um, so there were two... Uh, uh, there were a couple of you guys that uh, said LeBron's dunk over Bielitsa. I believe, is that how you, you pronounce her, his name? Bielitsa and the Kings uh, was their favorite. Um, I don't remember that one. Do you guys remember that one? I'm going to watch the video right now, but yes, I do remember that dunk. It's, it was good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, any, any LeBron dunk over any poster dunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, I think to me, it's like it's happened so much that like, oh, yeah, that's, right. that's why you don't get in front of LeBron. That's why... Like, you just don't even try. And it was a drive all the way from almost half court. Like, he just passes the defender and goes all the way down the lane and tries to get a charge, but his his foot was definitely in. So, Right. Yep, Sweet. poor guy. Learned the hard yeah. way. Poor Bielitsa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pobrecito. <laughs> 
and last um, last one is Aiden underscore M underscore Baller says uh, favorite game is the Mavs overtime game, uh, specifically that clutch shot by Danny Green. Mm. You remember that one? That was that was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. Um, when, when I see moments like that, especially from players like Danny Green, it's like, okay, you're, you're paying your dues that this is why we have you do. Um, right. And, and I think one of the biggest criticism that LeBron had earlier on in his career was that when he started getting compared to Kobe was that he, he couldn't hit the clutch shot. He couldn't be like, like he couldn't be a closer. Right. And so um, seeing him being able to facilitate something like that. And then you have Danny Green, that's obviously experienced in moments like that too. He can, can make it yeah. down. So. No, it, I mean, that definitely showcased his championship pedigree, you know, his, his winning mentality. He knows how to finish out games. He knows how, how to hit his shots. And, you know, when he's focused in and he's feeling it, he's, he's fire from three. So I, I actually, okay. yeah, I jealous, You're jealous, <laughs> jealous. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I I definitely think that Danny Green. I I definitely see his um, his value to our team, and I think he's been a great contributor. And right. that that game was was pretty incredible. Right. So I mean, I'll, I'll turn the tables. We've we've read the the responses from our uh, followers on Instagram. Yeah, thanks, uh, guys. I want. Yeah, thank you for for. Uh, for for your input on this this is this is great we, we like fan interact interaction you know lakers fans uh, um but uh, i wanted to open it up to you uh you guys uh what are your favorite moments of the season so far oh man uh i think it's going to be an ongoing favorite i'm uh i'm on board on the caruso hype train man yeah. that guy is a machine <laughs> i love that everyone's that starting to favorite. wear the headband Getting the headband like gesture the discount, and, like, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Discount. I, I, I'm I'm all over that. Like that, yeah. that guy is unsurprisingly quick, and his hops, and it, it's it's just a it's just a powerful combination. He can leave defenders, um, whether he's going left or right, and someone tries to get in front of him, he's already up in the air. So, right. I love it. Yeah, I love uh, it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit difficult to. <laughs> to choose my exact favorite moment, but you know, like Joseph said, the Carew show and and not just him. Uh, it's been like showtime with most of the Lakers. Uh, yeah, highlight plays every game. Yeah, ja- you're right. I, I don't think Javale McGee has been getting the love that that he deserves. Oh, he's had some. That's true. Oh my gosh, he's had some throwdowns too that have been nasty. Amazing yeah. blocks as well Spit. from from McGee. Yeah, oh yeah right. right oh yeah his blocks that one game when uh i think uh there were like 20 blocks right that one game from the oh from the yeah team? yeah oh, for the team yeah <laughs> uh yeah it was incredible it was like eight from ad maybe five or six from eight from from javel uh five four or five from from uh, uh dwight and then one from uh i think it was uh uh, Avery Bradley or something like that. So uh, one of the guards, but uh, I think my favorite moment, because I mean, it just sums up the, the, uh, how, how special this team is, the great chemistry that they have. My favorite moment was probably when Coos made that steal at the wing near the uh, top of the key versus Detroit and Caruso picked it up and took off on a fast break all the way for a, uh, a two-handed slam dunk. Do you guys remember that? Yes. And right behind Lucio. him was Braun and Dwight jumping up <laughs> behind with him. Yeah. Uh, that was like so special. I, I I like got up. I just it just felt good, you know. That great it was great <laughs> chemistry. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. The Caruso man, I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah. I. Mean, I, I I, I I think my favorite part about the the season is just seeing that we've got a winning record. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. It. Yeah, I, you know how true that is. Wait, yeah. wait, yeah. didn't we just have like maybe thirty five wins last season? Did we? Uh, I. Yo, I'm gonna I, pull uh, it up real quick. 
Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. Wait, I think wait, we wait. might have passed how many. Go check uh, that out. Check that out right now. Ah, uh, dang it. It's not just. Yeah, I, I want to say we were just under. Um, uh, or, well, we're a little ways under 500 because LeBron ended up getting <laughs> hurt. So 2018 yeah. to 2019, we had 37 wins and 45 yep. losses. Yep. We're so almost we're, there. Yep. We are almost there. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I, I, did, I did also want to give a shout out to Caruso. I mean, it's, it's sad <laughs> that he won't be in the All-Star. I'm so happy that so many Lakers fans voted for him. <laughs> hey, he ended up in fourth in the Western Conference uh, guards uh, last week. That's crazy week, to they me, came man. came out with the, the All-Stars this week. We, we know that uh, LeBron's a captain, AD's part of the starting mm-hmm. uh, group, but uh, we don't know yet who the rest of the 14 players are in the reserves, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be Caruso. He, I mean, Caruso also mentioned that he was flattered by all the voting he was excited about and happy gave him motivation but uh they you know he said they really should give the spot to someone who actually deserves it yeah but i don't know man if lebron calls you goat i don't know if you guys remember yeah. that. <laughs> if lebron goes, calls you goat you've got to be in the all-star man <laughs> hey hey he, he's like the the secret op man he <laughs> he uh whenever he plays i can't remember the exact stats but when he plays, um, when he's in the game with LeBron James, their efficiency rating is is crazy. So it's uh, it's intangibles. Even though he's not putting up crazy Numbers. points, yeah. yep, right. You got the intangibles. Yeah. All right. Well, well, let's uh, let's uh, take a break, um, and then we'll head on to our third segment. Um, talk about uh, some recent news, trending news. But we'll, we'll catch you in a minute. Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring our podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They put a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you are getting a good or bad deal. Plus, our listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase if you use our unique code LakersDS. So hop on to SeatGeek.com and use promo code LakersDS. Again, that's L-A-K-E-R-S-D-S to get $20 off your first purchase. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. In our third segment, we uh, want to talk about the current and trending news. And first uh, on our plate is uh, the free agent and trade talks. We know Darren Collison uh, retired last offseason, but uh, reports say that now he's wanting to unretire and, and return either to the Lakers or the Clippers, which is good news hopefully for the Lakers, right? Um, and the, to, to trade deadline, um, February 6th is coming up. So uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, he'll join before the trade deadline, but uh, I'm not sure if he will. Um, there's trade talks that are going on right now, and it's involving Kuzma. And there Ooh. was some, right, right. There was some... Uh, reports about Bogdan Bogdanovich of the Kings, um, how Polinka initiated a call. Um, but uh, Jason Jones of the Athletic noted that the Kings would probably need to be blown away by an offer to trade Bogdanovich at all. So, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything for a while, so I don't know where that is. Recently, though, this week, we heard some interesting news that the Lakers express interest uh, for Derek Rose per Chris Hines. Uh, so that could be another option there. Hmm. And then we've of course heard a, a few other um, more, more speculation. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if this is real news, but there are definitely rumors that are spreading around uh, Robert Covington of the Timberwolves, uh, Davies Bertans of the Wizards, uh, of course, uh, Markeith Morris of the Pistons, DJ Augustin of the Magic, Marcus Morris of the Knicks, Andre Guadalla, of course. That's been going on for a while. And then uh, Stephen A. Smith said uh, um, Devin Booker of the Suns, that the Lakers <laughs> should trade for Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. And then recently as well, 
there's been some reports, uh, some rumors that uh, it, maybe Danny Green, Boogie, and Coos for Zach Levine. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned that earlier in the pod, but, uh, uh, you know, it sounds like pretty much every, anyone in the NBA right now is, is, is a, tr- uh, a trade target. But uh, what do you think of these trade rumors and um, it's centered around Coos? So would you trade Coos to get some, someone, uh, the, some of the players that I mentioned here? Um, I, was, I mean, absolutely, if you could get Devin Booker or Zach Levine, um, which the odds are probably zero <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm concerned with, with either of them. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll trade you uh, – like smush parker so we can get a uh, shack back like right. you know things, things like that aren't gonna happen uh okay. so i i would i would say uh, i i i really don't see the need to to trade kuzma right now i don't feel like we're necessarily missing pieces i i feel like we've got some good cohesion but i think what a lot of people forget is that at the beginning of the year, you know, right or during the summer, the only two original Lakers we had from from last year's roster were LeBron James and Cal Kuzma. Yep. Um, it takes, right. uh, and it it's been crazy how fast everything's come together and everybody's worked together. But there's going to be games where where it doesn't all click and we still have some learning to do like the, like the Celtics game, like um, the, the magic game. So it's, I, I don't feel like there's really a great need to, um, to trade for any of, of the aforementioned mm-hmm. people. I, I don't think that they add enough value to our team to outweigh what Kuzma is and what his potential is. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of in a similar boat. I team cohesion is such a huge factor in how um, emotion and mentality uh, takes over games. Um, And so going back to my point earlier, if we want to be a mentally strong team, emotionally strong team, and the Lakers are talking about, we don't want to lose two in a row and, and, and whatnot. Um, that can only be overcome not just by like reviewing the tapes and whatnot, but like you got to make sure you go into the next game not being down about how your performance was the previous game, um, and so you avoid those uh, moments of of doubt or you, you're hesitant with your shot. You're not playing as defensive as you want to be, and so when you're when you're taking away, I'd say Kuzma is a pretty good piece as far as for that cohesion. Like he um, he fits in, everyone fits in really well, kind of like what McKay's saying. And so if you, if you take that away and you introduce, let's say someone that's coming out of retirement, like Kalizen, Kalizen, how do you want to say oh, his Collison? <laughs> Darren, we'll call him Darren, guys. <laughs> um, that's it, the Filipino coming out. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. <laughs> um, wait, we actually, uh, on, on NBA.com, his last name is spelled differently. It's C-O-L-L-S-I-O-N. Interesting. Oh, yeah. call Cyan. Call Cyan. So I'm, yeah. I'm confused here. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sure some of the the listeners can correct that. Um, right. But it's called if, if 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 you introduce someone new <laughs> and you kind of change things up, um, you don't have as much time as how we had in the preseason to practice mm-hmm. together to to mesh again. It's just like, hey, the season's going already. Jump right in the the train and let's just keep going, right? right. So there's not time time to adapt. So I, I'm I'm with you with McKay on that and. I'm not sure what your thoughts are yet, Iowa, but I'd, I'd prefer to just keep it unless we're getting someone like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do it. So. Right. No, I think uh, I'm, I'm in the same boat uh, as you guys. I mean, for me, it's, I, I wouldn't trade coups unless it's a, it's a no-brainer, you know? Um, yep. I, I think that, uh, I mean, if you were to trade coups, and I'm not the front office, <laughs> uh, but I think you know, you have to sort of answer the question, why would we even need to trade coups? And I think I'll, I'll lay out why I think some people think we should. Number one, we have a weakness at the point guard position as a playmaker. Yep. LeBron's the only one playmaking right now. Yeah. I mean, we have Rondo, but he's not the same Rondo 
in the Celtics uh, uh, era, you know, or I guess it's not an era, it was only one championship, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that uh, he's not the same. And I think the Lakers organization sees this, the league sees this, and that's why the Lakers are supposedly willing to trade Kuz because they need a, uh, they might need a, a playmaker. For example, Rajan Rondo uh, against the Knicks, um, when he was on the court, the net rating for the team, how the how he impacted the team play, it was a negative 16.7. And wow. when he was off the court, it was a plus 22.8, a major wow. difference. Just, yeah. um, I don't know what's going on with Ronjo. And maybe it's just because it's the middle of the January, middle, middle of January game. And it's a long season. And he's trying to save his energy for playoff Rondo. Um, I get it, but, uh, I think we did. I think that's why um, there's a there's a need for a playmaker to help LeBron. Uh, number two reason I hear uh, people say is that Kuz, and and we've said it here, Kuz hasn't been good according to the expectations that were set for him this season. Right? Um, sure, those expectations for Kuz were. Uh, heading into the season were kind of uh, self-made by himself, how he, he interacted with, with fans and media, right. Uh, the trying to, to um, uh, appease Kobe fans. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but some of the, his actual basketball performance expectations were, frac- were, were, uh, you know, frankly, ridiculous fan expectations. Uh, he's a third beat player. Like I've said before, uh, earlier in our first segment, learning how to play in a winning team. He's never done that before. And, and I think it would be uh, dumb to trade coups. He just needs to find consistency in his minutes. And uh, uh, when AD and Braun are out there and fully healthy, uh, he needs the ball more. He need, he's not a playmaker, so he needs Braun or one of the point guards to kind of feed him the ball more. Lakers coaching staff may need to find a better, do a better job uh, at giving him those opportunities uh, to perform. He did a good job today against the Nick, the, the Nets. Uh, he had 16 points today, which is which is good, which is solid. That's what you want from your third best player. Um, I did also want to note before I. Uh, um, <laughs> and my rant over here that K- when Kuzma, AD, and LeBron are together, they have a plus 23 net rating playing together, but they've only played 154 minutes together, not counting the the, the, the Nets game. I don't know how many minutes they, they've played but uh, in, in the Nets game, but compare that to when Danny Green, AD, and Bron played together, that net rating is only 12, uh, plus 12. So yet they've played 725 minutes together this whole season. That's mm-hmm. a difference of about 571 minutes. Um, so I, I think that Kuz and AD Braun, they need to have more game time together. Um, just with these stats alone, it's, it's clear that they've been better together. Uh, um, and I would argue that Kuz and AD and Braun are, are, uh, like I've said, they're they're the best three players, and so why haven't we played them together? Um, we're going to need this in 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 uh, the playoffs, and um, so you know, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's my response. I, my response is that we need to. I, I'm hoping that the Lakers can keep Kuz, um, and I hope that by the end of February six, that he's with the Lakers, and that's a sign of confidence. That, uh, that he'll take that as a sign of confidence and play with the uh, with a clearer mind moving forward. You know, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if if it's affected him all these trade rumors. I'm sure I know it, it affected him last year, but if, I mean, if we do move him, we can't undersell. We need to have it has to be uh, someone uh, that we just just can't uh, say no to. You know. Yep. Um, Kuz's potential uh, to to be a star is 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 there, and um, we just have to you know be be patient, and we have to let him play out there, yeah. you know. Yeah, and there is a lot of pressure being a Laker, right? Right, um, and uh, I, I think that's that's one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight is that um, how do we know if we do trade someone like Kuzma, the person that's coming in can handle that pressure as well, or 
will they cave in under that pressure? They're a great player, but like the Suns isn't really like a high caliber team. The Bulls, yeah, they have some pressure that's recognized from Michael Jordan and whatnot in past years, but I don't, I don't see none, any of these players can, yeah, there's some really great players, but I, I don't see them jumping in and just being able to handle the, the pressure playing under LeBron and AD. I, well, I, I don't know how, um, you know, hard, hard to say what, what that would or wouldn't be. Um, but it, I, I think, well, for the first thing, um, the reason why Kuz, LeBron and AD haven't played together so much is because uh, Anthony Davis hasn't played center a whole, a whole lot this season. Um, they've moved him mostly right. to the forward position, but I, I think it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's clogging up the, the forward position. Um, and they've been trying out some new rotations. Um, mm-hmm. They've been trying to figure out what things work the best. And I mean, if, if you look at how well, it, cause it's not always about um, that efficiency rating, you know, correlation isn't always causation. Um, but I, to a degree, if you look at our winning record, um, we've had a, a successful start to the season, a successful first half of the season. And so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, (laughs) you know, maybe, maybe games like the Boston game will, will make them think otherwise and, and try some different things out. Um, but but we'll see. That would be that would be interesting to see the three of them play together more going forward. And like you said, they they haven't played enough minutes together for for me to really know if that's you know the the unstoppable force that yeah. we think it might be in our minds. Yeah, are they our big three kind of thing? All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's move on to another topic. Uh, um, we'll. we'll go through this quickly, but uh, Lou Williams of the Clippers used to be a former Laker, of course, and he played with Brandon Ingram when he was with the Lakers. He had some comments um, with, uh, about Brandon, Brandon Ingram when he was with the Lakers. He says that, uh, you know, I can quote it for, for you, uh, but, uh, you, you know, let me quote it. It says, how do I tiptoe around it being a Laker thing? When you're a young player, so many young players, and they have such a rich history of winning, the Lakers, a lot of pressure goes on the shoulder of those young players. Different organizations have more patience to develop young guys, and the Lakers want to win right away. Uh, some of the pressure of that pressure was deserved because they were high picks, and they should be good, quality players. But, the, but the, at the same time, they're young players still trying to figure out. JJ Redick around the same time said this same thing. JJ Redick right now is a current uh, player uh, or play, uh, teammate of Brandon Ingram. And he said, there's just too much going stuff going on. There's too many people in our ear. There's not enough time in, in the day, probably for some guys, they got, they got Fortnite to go to. They got to mm-hmm. worry about getting a fit off for pregame. This is an issue. There's more guys concerned with getting a pregame fit on Instagram than they are worrying about the win or loss of a basketball game. So it, it brings me to the question, you know, as we've seen some of our draft picks, Randall, Russell, B.I., Zoe, expand their game and do better, you know, outside of the Lakers organization. Is there a problem with, with being a rookie in the Lakers organization, given that, uh, you know, the LA spotlight, media t- attention, et cetera? What are your, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, we look back at Kobe, you know, he didn't get as much playing time his his uh, initial years in the NBA and, you know, how how much more dominant and how much greater numbers would he have put up, you know, if if he did – uh, get more playing time, but uh, I mean, to a degree, I, I, I agree with the, um, the distractions. Like I, I think that Kuz is falling trapped to, to some of those things, but, and, uh, you know, I, I think I can see it both ways. I think Lonzo ball definitely 
caved to the pressure. I think he became a head case because his dad pushed him so hard and just all the pressure from being a Laker. Yeah. And, and the whole NBA was thinking he was going to be something big. And even Magic Johnson was saying he was like his reincarnation, basically. Uh, so I, I think it can definitely go both ways. But when it comes to Brandon Ingram, for example, I think he just hadn't had the time yet to, to fully develop and figure it out. Um, he's still sure. really young. And yeah. the thing is that right. I believe it was the last three games um, before he got diagnosed with that blood clot. He actually was starting right. to to turn it on, and I think he right. figured it out. You know, I I feel like there's this light switch with some players, and they just finally figure it out, and they get it going. And I think he got it figured out, yeah. and it just carried over right. to when he went over to the Pelicans. He he knew what he had to do he got the confidence to do it and then he got put in an environment where he was able to continue doing so yeah and and you're completely right on that and i think right. as far as for the pressure with uh rookies uh, laker rookies it's I, I i think some of it has to be expected right when you have rookies going into a professional scene like stepping out of your freshman sophomore year of college or whatever and then going into getting paid millions of dollars and playing for a professional team there there's pressure in that and that's just inherent it's it's there and so when a team like the lakers recruits you and picks you let's say lonzo ball was he like second round pick or second pick i can't remember um and his family's been wanting him to be a laker for the longest time and same with uh with their dad talking about the rest of the family they're all going to be lakers and just having that talk, I don't even think the Lakers really put that pressure on their rookies. It's more so like, well, at least for Zoe, like what his dad was expecting. Um, and so, and, and with the other rookies, so let's, let's talk about Brandon Ingram, like what you guys are pointing out. It's, um, I, I, I think for, for myself, um, when you're a rookie coming into the professional scene, whatever team you're in, whether it's the Lakers or the Suns, you should take that pressure and just expect it and just move forward with it. I, I don't want to go too easy on these rookies. I don't want to be like, oh, you're in the Lakers. There's a lot of pressure to win there. So I completely <laughs> understand if you don't do well. Like, no, that's, that's just an excuse to me. Like, it, right. you're living the dream. You're playing ball and that's what you wanted to do. And yes, maybe you'll need some time to figure it out. But I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really an excuse kind of guy. So I, I feel like that's just when, when people use pressure and ex, as an excuse, well, like you went into the professional scene, did you not expect any pressure? So. Right. No, no, I, I, I agree with both of your comments, but uh, I, I also think that uh, in the Lakers organization, I think they need to also do a better job at recognizing that uh, maybe they already know this i'm sure they do but they need to be more mindful of the impact of the, the la spotlight and how that impacts rookies um especially nowadays with instagram and social media you know and, and, and this is they want attention right that's what the point um, i was going to make so i think they like, need to so, sorry i'm going to interrupt you here real quick because that, that, that was the point i was going to make no, go ahead. people are like so focused on youtube on instagram on facebook um that that's that's not the Lakers' fault, right? When it was Kobe's time or whatever, it, it, before social media was really a thing, before Instagram, before YouTube started getting really big. Now you have like reality TV shows of future <laughs> Laker players, or like, you get what I'm saying? Like they're 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 just so much more focused on right. trying to make a quick buck rather than like what JJ Redick is saying: the win or loss of a basketball game. Um, there's just so much more uh, things to distract them to take their focus away from winning games. Yeah. They, they need mentors specifically yep. for the Lakers organization. They need mentors uh, for, for each rookie uh, players and, and uh, uh, from the organization as well. They need, uh, you know, 
helping them improve their game, but also um, helping them socially in, 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 in the LA spotlight. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I agree with, with, with your comments, uh, both of your comments there. But uh, let's wrap it up. We were going to talk a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, LeBron, I think, is, is around 17 points Whoa. from passing Kobe on the all-time scoring list. Um, that's going to be next game, probably. Who knows? Uh, so let's let's <laughs> yeah who knows he might score 15 and so it's gonna have to be against the clippers i think they play 76ers right or no who do they play next um right the 76ers yeah, on saturday Sixers. but uh you know we'll, we'll talk about that next pod when it actually happens when it's done the deed is done but let's go wrap it up make sure you guys subscribe of course and and rate us wherever you listen to your podcast um follow us on our instagram page at lakers daily scoop of course root for the lakers and have a great week for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.